0: coming up that I think you're going to like. I'm told that Jeopardy! host Alex Trebek mocking contestants over their lack of sports knowledge is pretty entertaining. It is. So that's coming up in a little bit. Look forward to it. Also, how Nicolas Cage managed to spend his $150 million fortune. Hmm. Some of the things he bought. Holy cow. Who needs... Well, even if you want to buy an octopus, why do you have to get one that expensive?
3: Octopus, you say? Mm Mm-hmm. Also, more details of the Fat Leonard naval corruption scandal that are uh, very troubling and slightly hilarious, yes?
0: Yeah, I like the hilarious part. I also have a, a serious angle on it as I'm starting to be really concerned about our nation's readiness. Ah, yeah.
3: Well, I, yeah, I am too. Well, this is a case study, no matter where you live or how you vote, on how a crony-friendly, gigantic government program can become an unkillable vampire how virtually every promise made can be broken, every law violated, et cetera, yet the money spigot keeps on a spitting money, is, taxpayer money.
0: Yeah, this is bridge to nowhere in Alaska, the big dig in Boston, Seattle had their own It happens all over. This is the biggest one in American history, though, it's going to be.
3: So it would seem. The uh, stupid, stupid so-called bullet train in California. I wish we could say the bull s word because that's a perfect name for the train. We call it the Crony Express at times. Jim Patterson represents the 23rd uh, Assembly District, uh, covers uh, a chunk of the central part of California, Fresno, Tulare County. He was also the mayor of Fresno in the 90s to early 2000s and had a hell of a successful run there. Uh, Jim Patterson joins us. Jim, how are you, sir?
4: Yeah, it's great to be with you, as always. Always enjoy your show. Well, thank you. So you uh, you,
3: and some Democrats, Jim Beal of San Jose, I know prominent among them, um, made a, a strong pitch to the Assembly to audit this thing, to mm-hmm. figure out what's going on, how'd the pitch go, what's happening?
4: Yes, well, <clears throat> uh, by unanimous vote, first first audit since, I think, 2010, uh, the independent uh, auditor for the state of California, uh uh it has a, a fantastic reputation she is a, a bulldog she gets to the bottom of things she was the one that found the 175 million dollars that uh, Janet Napolitano uh, squirrelled away oh yeah and you see so she she you know she she's really good at what at what she does, and she has been... I I hate to
0: interrupt your momentum, but I don't want to gloss over that for anybody who forgot that Janet Napolitano, running the UC system, had put in that much money, what is it, $175 million in a special fund, so she could claim she was broke, (laughs) and and then let students go with it, we don't have enough money for education! Let's let's raise tuition. Oh my God, these people lie to us
3: all the time, back to
1: you. (laughs) Meanwhile,
3: back at the audit.
4: Yeah. So... Uh, the, the scope of this audit is, is really deep and wide. It's going to go into uh, uh, why there's uh, so many delays. It's going to take a look at uh, it, it, the finances. How, how, how does it get so uh, far over budget? Why is it taking so long? What's the internal uh, problems? Uh, uh, also, it's, it's going to also dig down and take a look at what the uh, authority has been doing with respect to the small businesses that – have hired up and have gotten contracts. This is another unwinding story here that we just learned some more from, frankly, the Los Angeles Times and Ralph Bartabedian. Uh, it's not only just taking down taxpayers, it's, it is taking down their own small business contractors uh, who had a big dream. They uh, put forward their application, they hired up. In many instances, they put up really large uh, bonds. And now we have now we have a number of them in central California, actually small business mom and pops that were supposed to be the vanguard of all of this uh, uh, spending and how important it's going to be and what we're what we're finding out and this is where the audit I think has some really fertile ground here <clears throat> because what we know now is that the reason these local contractors and I represent them by the way and i'm kind of ticked off that they treat our local contractors like this, as as, as well as the, the rest of the state. But what we what we discovered is that, and I don't know how close this gets to fraud, but it I think it gets awfully close. The High Speed Rail Authority uh, spent literally billions of dollars way ahead of being of having the actual land in order to build the stuff that's supposed to go on. The land, and the reason they did it was because they had a clock that was running. This was the Obama federal. Uh, 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 this, well, this was this was supposed to be the you know the infrastructure money and the Obama plan, billions of dollars, but it had strings attached to it, and a clock was was running. Well, guess what? That you this audit is going to discover that they knew ahead of time that they were. Spending money that could not get utilities moved or t- tracks in the ground because they didn't have the property in the first place. Why? In order to grab the federal money. Uh, <laughs> I, this, when you know that you are deciding to take as much money and shove it at contractors as you can, write the checks and ship it out the door in order to be able to spend it, or you're going to lose it, and you know that you do not have the ground on which to construct, that is a recipe for the kinds of delays and the kinds of cost overruns. We're going to end up seeing a lot of these contractors suing high-speed rail because oh my God, they it's don't have the property. Look, this is, the dominoes are falling. If you, if, you, if you can't pay people to get the, the property, You can't get the utilities moved. If you can't get the utilities moved, you know, you can't move the ground. If you can't move the ground, you you can't lay the the concrete. If you can't lay the concrete, you can't lay the track. And if you don't have track, you do not have a railroad. It's hard
0: to that, argue that, with that. <laughs> if you don't have a track, there's it's not going to be much of a railroad.
4: <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure I
0: understand this because I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. So you had you had these uh, the, these contractors, these businesses that were ramping up, making the bid, so that they could, they hopefully they they would uh, you know get the job or got the job, and then yes. we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna be set for years to come. We hired all these people. We've got the infrastructure in place to take care of this, but it's just never going to happen.
4: The problem is that uh, out of uh, Several, and these are small businesses, right? And and, and this one, in the only times today, this one is it, that, that is suing. Basically, has had to essentially uh, stop. I mean, it, it's roadblocked them. It literally, instead of exploding and expanding their business like the so-called promises, it has actually crippled this small business. They're now in court, and what it appears they're claiming is what I've known for quite a long time which is that they shoved a bunch of money out the door from the stimulus package from the Obama administration. You Remember that uh, Congressman Jim Costa helped push all that stuff through. And what did we get? We got a, a a fire hose of money coming out here, and they did not have the property on which to build that. It's, just, it's the, just
3: a Keynesian ripoff, Jim, it, if it, I it, might it, uh, interrupt. Jim Patterson represents the 23rd uh, District of California. And just real quick, uh, if I is speaking to private contractors... If I came to the state with, for instance, the ridership projections and the cost projections that the high-speed rail authority cooked up, and then they turned out to be utterly, utterly fraudulent, I would hope I would be sentenced to a very long time in a prison. But since the state itself did that through the rail authority, evidently there's nothing we can do about it.
4: Unfortunately, look, I'm I'm as... uh... Angry about that as you are but the look and I've been you know mayor of Fresno for eight years there I understand the uh, state immunities the electoral immunities uh, like it or not and the courts have backed this up that um, elected representatives get huge leeway to do things that people in the private sector really can't get away with but we are at an edge here where if the authority, knew full well when they tapped the federal money that they were taking a huge risk because they did not have property and that it would likely snowball into a huge cost overrun. I think that gets very, very close uh, to fraudulent behavior. Well, we can't
3: wait to hear the auditor's report, Jim. I'm afraid we're out of time. Jim Patterson, 23rd Assembly District.
4: Appreciate you covering it.
3: Oh, yeah, and likewise. Thanks. Keep fighting the good fight. It's it's astonishing. This Did you hear what he said? I mean, just to, to decode it.
0: Let me read this text to set okay. you up for that. Okay. This is an important stuff. I wish I could understand what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. Said one texter. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's complicated.
3: Yeah, and there there were perhaps, you know, thought tangents aplenty. Uh, the government gets to do things that would put you in jail in the private sector in terms of deliberate premeditated fraud of the taxpayers. Keep trusting big government, though. Keep growing government.
0: And the, and the reason I wanted to get him in into explaining the how the you know small businesses were thinking they were going to make money, it kind of ruins the Keynesian argument of, you know, we'll spend a bunch of money, but it's okay. It'll be good for the economy because it goes out there and it gets spent on all these businesses and then the employees mm-hmm. get it. And then they go to the local coffee shop and all this sort of stuff. Well, that doesn't work <laughs> if, if none of them are ever going to get any of the money. Right. They ramp up, get all ready to go, and then they don't ever get any of the money because they didn't, for instance, you know get the permission to use the land
3: right there's never going to be any so where the hell the money went would be interesting to know but yeah the ramping up which is an easy phrase to throw around but what that means is a small business goes way 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 into debt based on you know the future revenues to come but anyway it's uh, it's just massive fraud it's a massive ripoff of the taxpayers it's the crony express
0: Okay, you've got to watch the video. Maybe I should watch the video also. We need to figure this out.
3: The Tom Brady video?
0: Is Tom... We got this text. Is Tom Brady trying to absorb his son's youthful
3: life force orally? Well, wait a minute. That is a theory I could buy into. Is he trying to get the youth out of a child? Right. To continue, like to a Dementor from Harry Potter.
0: I haven't watched the video. I hate to even go there. There's criticism that don't Tom, go there. Tom Brady kissing his little boy, he lingers too long. I don't know what you're trying to say. It's it's uncool all the way around. I don't even be a part of it. But I suppose I should watch the video. I will rule. Also, I will watch the
3: video and rule. So
0: afterwards. everybody's telling me, Sean, Joe, you texters, that this, uh, this Jeopardy clip about people not knowing anything about sports is pretty good, Sean. It's, they, they don't even try to ring in. They're just, <laughs> all right, let's, let's go with the next question. <laughs> That's what a Jeopardy nerd is like. Nerd! Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Voice of the West.
0: Of course your consensus on Jeopardy can tell you all about Aristotle and Candide,
5: but do they know sports? Uh, football 200. Your choice. Do or don't name this play in which the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back. An option play. Ryan? Uh, Football 400. I can tell you guys are big football fans. Yeah. (laughs) Tom Landry perfected the shotgun formation with this team. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Do you think we should go to (laughs) commercial? Brian, take it on to 600. Okay. By signaling for one of these, a returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. Fair catch. Two clues left, Ryan. 800. These penalties are simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out. And they are called offsetting penalties. <laughs> Let's look at the uh, $1,000 clue, just
1: for the fun of it. Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> As Minneapolis' U.S. Bank Stadium prepares to host Super Bowl 52, I'm looking at the Ring of Honor with names from this defensive line. They took the Vikings to four Super Bowls.
5: If you guys ring in and get this one, I will die. <laughs> Who are the purple people eaters? We're going to take a break. I have to talk to them.
0: And that's the first time in my life of watching Jeopardy that I knew the answer to every question in a category. I had have If only I'd been on. I love I love the visual of them knocking out the entire rest of the board and there's just the one category that they've <laughs> yeah. all been avoiding yeah' no <laughs> yeah. kidding it's, don't go there it's also interesting that I mean they they didn't even have enough knowledge to ring in and take a guess because otherwise you would think you'd ring in and you know throw out one of the 30 teams but I doubt they could name one of the 30 teams so you're you not you're also penalized for a wrong answer so it's oh, okay. it's, it's, it's not like a zero or it's not um, like a no penalty thing but, you know, but there's plenty of categories on, on Jeopardy, 18th century, you know, uh, operas. Sure. And yeah. I, just,
3: I, I, I wouldn't even be able to guess. Boy, I love that about Jeopardy, that there's a penalty if you're wrong. We were talking about the everybody gets a trophy uh, a culture yesterday. I want to see the last place team punished. <laughs> Even in youth sports. Well, that's how uh, Wolf Blitzer ended up with like negative
0: $36,000 right, or right, whatever on Celebrity right. Jeopardy. With Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> that was good, but still not as good as our favorite all time Jeopardy clip. Uh,
5: punch for 800, please. A blow to the back of the neck is the punch named for this animal. Mike. What is a donkey? No. <laughs> Betsy. What is a rabbit punch? Rabbit, yes. Uh, punch for 600, please. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, Google it. Bourbon Urban dictionary. dictionary. <laughs> Son of a
0: bitch. <laughs> I had never heard of a donkey punch before that oh, clip. Oh, boy. I had heard oh, of a rabbit boy. punch. I would have well, answered
3: rabbit. We're here to educate. <laughs> That's what hey, we do here. All right, so back to football. For days, as I've consumed the nation's media, I've been hearing about this Tom Brady, his documentary thing he's doing, Tom versus Time, is that what it's called? Yeah. As he, he goes through his, his mind-blowing regimen of fitness and nutrition and Body maintenance and meditation and everything else in an attempt to defy time uh, I'd, and be a great football player.
0: I had only heard about how uh, amazing it is. And like a lot of people who really excel at things in life and you think, I'd like to be like them. If you actually see how much that concert pianist practiced the piano his whole life mm-hmm. or how much Tom Brady works out or how many hours that person studied to get that degree, you'd think, oh, OK, that's why. That's why they did that, and I right. haven't.
3: You know, that's uh, that's funny. I know you've heard me mention this. One of my favorite quotes of all time. I heard it when I was a, probably a teenager. Um, whether it was it was one of your great pianists of the 20th century. Um, somebody said Liberace. After, uh, <laughs> I don't think it was the great Liberace, but Jack. It might as well have been. Uh, went backstage and said, "I'd give my life to play like you do," and he says, "I did."
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's easy to leave that out when right. you think about attaining
3: sure. various goals. But at any rate, as I've consumed the nation's media over the last several days, I've been hearing about this alleged controversy where his uh, he's getting some sort of a massage type treatment. Uh, he's laying on his back and his kid pokes his head and he wants to consult on a fantasy league team or something like that. And Tom says, what's in it for me? And uh, so the kid gives him a pack and starts to leave. And Tom says, wait a minute, that was just a pack. Come on now. So the kid, and the kid, it was funny, because after he gives him the peck, he reaches for his t-shirt, and I thought, he's reaching for his shirt to wipe his lips off, because I've been a kid, and I've raised three, and I know that move, and so he comes back, and he gives his dad a longer kiss on the lips, and then he does lift up his t-shirt and wipe off his mouth, which is so a, I adore my dad, and I'm still a kid, but I'm starting to not be a kid. Right. How It was hilarious. How old is the kid? Uh, 11. If you have anything, uh, if you have any problem with that and that kiss, there is something wrong with you. Not even close. Okay. Not even a wobbler. I haven't watched the video. It's a bunch of uh, either haters and trolls or people who sexualize everything about parenting because they've never raised a child. Um, and, and it's just idiotic. It is, it is uber idiotic. I wish I had stuck to my earlier stance of ignoring it completely because my gut told me this is going to be idiotic yeah. and sure enough. Yeah, it's tough. Does anybody have another country? <laughs> Would you like to nominate another country or another culture I can go live in cuz mine as wonderful as it's been has now passed some sort of tipping point of stupid.
0: Yeah, you know when that you know when they uh, they'll they'll come back. Uh, is definitely when they're sick. That's when you get them back to being little kids for a little bit, when they're sick and really feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my youngest was last night. I really need to cuddle with mama, which he doesn't do as much anymore because mm-hmm. he's feeling like, you know, he shouldn't do that anymore. Sure, yeah. Like my, my oldest son, man, I put my arm on his shoulder like when we're walking anywhere where any of his friends can see him. Forget it.
3: Dad, come on. Come on now. It's ridiculous. I'm I my t- own man now. i I'm eight.
0: I rub his head like I always did, rub his hair. No, no, no good anymore. Can't do that anymore. Um what's coming up in your nude Marshall? Well, we got the latest Did I say nude? What's going yes, on? Is that yes. the plan? Because nobody <laughs> told me. <laughs> <laughs> latest on the menu a memo that's
6: consuming DC. Watch out for Wait a, a minute. P- <laughs> minute. Was that you at the golf tournament? <laughs> what's
0: coming up in your nude Marshall?
6: <laughs> Watch out for a Netflix scam that's gone nationwide in the mystifying death of one of Hollywood's major stars back in the spotlight yet again. Coming up minutes from now,
0: Armstrong and Giddy. Ooh, something for everyone. Yeah. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Ah, boy, I just came across some lawyers saying something about obstruction of justice and Trump and Russia. And, uh
4: God dang it.
0: When just
3: will that, just wake,
0: wake me up when it's over. Yeah, no kidding. News now, Marshall Phillips. Uh, i tell you, the dance is going on in
6: earnest. The memo consuming D.C. President Trump moving ahead with plans to release details from that classified memo that criticizes FBI surveillance methods. The move putting Trump on a collision course with the Justice Department and the FBI, whose officials say the memo omits key facts and would jeopardize security. Democrat Adam Schiff says Republicans are out there shading the truth. It's a tremendous uh, disservice to the American people who are going to be misled by this, by the selective use of classified information.
3: So here's... You know, I think we'll be fine. We're kind of used to one side claiming one thing, and the other one claiming the other. I think we'll wait and see. We'll be fine.
6: So here's how the dance is supposedly going to be played out later today. The White House is expected to inform the House Intelligence Committee that its its review process is finished and the administration has no objection to the release of the memo. So it's going to be up to the committee to t- t- determine the exact timing of the release of that memo. It could be entered into the congressional record when the House is back in session this afternoon at 1.30 uh, West Coast time. And then they could put it out then. Mm. So it'd be about 1.30 or 2 this afternoon. Ah. And Friday
0: what
3: a- afternoon, Boom.
0: Yes. And what about the headlines I was seeing last night that... Uh, people inside the white house are concerned this is a dud in other words it's not going to really have I, much effect on anybody
6: i think all sides have been saying well not the democrats i think you've been hearing that from a lot of people trey gowdy for one right yeah you know, he was saying that, that days ago yep.
3: yeah so anyway yeah, it should play out but it would be it looks like it's going to be a friday drop well and i'm telling you i mentioned this earlier on in the show t- <clears throat> I think I have a pretty good understanding of, of what it's about and what questions it attempts to answer. And I think it's going to come down to a judgment call about the strength of the evidence against g- getting the FISA court uh, approval to right. surveil right. Carter Page. Right. A one-time, unpaid Trump foreign policy advisor, a business guy with lots of contacts with Russia. Right. And at some point, somebody thought he might be a spy. He's never been charged or prosecuted or anything like that. But So well, the one side's going to look at the evidence and say there's no freaking way he was a spy. Clearly, the, the Trump dossier was phony from the beginning. This was all trumped up, no pun intended, yep. to, to surveil the Trump campaign. This is the FBI used as a political tool. And the other side'll say, "No, there's pretty good evidence that he was in bed with Russia." Maybe he's not, but you got to look into this stuff and it's going to be in the eye of the beholder, I suspect. Now, we
6: got Mitt Romney's big announcement coming up. Former Massachusetts governor, 2012 Republican presidential nominee is saying he will announce February 15th if he's going to run for the Senate seat that Senator Orrin Hatch is vacating.
0: Um, would you would you preview a date if you're going to come out and say, "No, I'm not running?" hard to imagine that you would especially if you're a Mitt Romney right
3: unless you're trying to coordinate with the guy who is who's a oh, buddy.
0: Uh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh yeah. but if Mitt Romney runs, he will win and he will be a US senator and it'll be pretty interesting because he he really I mean, he gave that speech where he said Trump's a A charlatan. Yes. A con man. Right. I mean, so I don't know where he would fit in uh, to the whole conversation.
6: And you will recall I acted as an ad hoc advisor for Mitt during his last presidential run. That's correct. You did. You were the Carter Page of the Romney Uh, campaign. Offering up advice on one or two occasions.
0: Mitt's a good dude. I'd welcome him in the U.S. Senate. Mm -hmm. I think he's a fair, good dude. I'm pro-Mitt. Now, if you notice a Netflix email in your uh, inbox,
6: you're going to want to pay extra close attention to it. Police are warning of a phishing scam. Comes disguised as an official Netflix email asking users to restart their membership. So easy to fall for these. Email claims Netflix couldn't validate the billing information and so provides links to pages for users to key in their personal information. But it is a sham. Don't fall for it. The real Netflix website. It's a travesty, a sham and a mockery. Yes, the website reminds customers the company never asks for personal information uh, to be sent over email. So heads up for that. Now the mysterious death of actress Natalie Wood off Catalina Island in 1981 has sparked decades of speculation. About whether it was an accident or murder. Was she in something I would have seen? West Side Story, Maria, amongst uh, other things. That was her
3: giant hit. Yeah. yeah.
6: She's a big star back in the day. She's 43 years old. She couldn't swim. She was boating off the island during Thanksgiving weekend in 81 with her husband, Robert Wagner, fellow actor Christopher Walken, and others when she somehow went overboard and drowned. Her body was found the next day. Her death was initially declared an accident. Were they all partying it up? Yep, yep. Pretty heavy-duty partying going man, if you're, on. Man,
0: if you're really drunk, you fall in, man, you could drown so fast. Well, yeah. the
6: original story was Wood supposedly took a dinghy into town and fell into the water. The investigation was reopened in 2011, but no charges were filed. There now were
3: reports angry words, right? People on
6: other boats. Uh-huh. And... Now one of the Sheriff's Department investigators in the case is calling Robert Wagner a person of interest. He's always denied having any involvement. What do I know him from? Robert Wagner, he's been at, uh, what was the uh, TV show he was in? Is he heart to heart? Yes, Uh, heart to heart.
3: Yeah, he was in a bunch of TV shows in the 70s and 80s and movies and stuff like that. He
0: was a big deal back in the day as well. Anyway, so he's been out of the woods, he thought, on this whole murder rap for like 30, many, many years. He's 87 now. 87
6: years old. Wow. He is also now refusing to talk to investigators. All this... Coming because some new witnesses have come forward telling detectives they heard yelling and crashing sounds coming from the couple's stateroom, one saying they saw Wagner and Wood arguing on the back of the boat. And where da, just, where uh, the hell uh, you been? Exactly So <laughs> you just
0: thought of this now?
6: What what the hell is that? Wait a minute, Natalie Wood's dead? What <laughs> <laughs> anyway, CBS forty eight hours is gonna go through the whole case tomorrow night. So, uh, but it's, it's uh, popped back up again. It's been a mysterious uh, situation for decades. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the
3: West. Next hour. What are you doing today, honey? <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and call the cops on the Natalie Wood thing. The thing that happened like 35, 40 years ago? Yeah, it's been gnawing at me.
0: Oi, the next hour we'll get into the fatty Arbuckle rape. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Who is this, Michael? Well. Chris Stapleton. Yeah, we gotta get that new Justin Timberlake Chris Stapleton song on from his new album. That's uh, getting some attention, and I haven't heard it. Seems like a weird collaboration, does it not? Yeah, it's shocking. I doubt Chris Stapleton does a lot of dancing across the stage. <laughs> Maybe Chris
3: Stapleton shows his nipple Sunday. Wow. Huh? Wow. He's a big old boy. He's got some moves on him. Uh, he does? <laughs> JT has moves? Chris has moves. <laughs> The Moves and Moves Tour. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. How did Nicholas Cage
0: run out of all his money? It's an awful lot of celebrity stuff here. Uh, you're going to tell us something about the Navy. And yeah, I have a more follow-up to that. Yeah, more Leonard scandal. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. God, the people that are defending the seas from the commies getting with hoes. That's not good. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: This is Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Voice of the West.
1: You and me tonight whoa, whoa. I can't even call
3: my name Everybody says Say something,
5: say something Say something, say something Say something, say something
0: Justin Timberlake is a halftime show The Super Bowl Sunday His new album comes out today Yeah, released today And he's got this song with Chris Stapleton is the hottest oh, thing in huh? country music <laughs> There you go. There's that. Even though he can't get on country radio, the um, and there is rumor,
3: Man, no, no, this is cultural appropriation. Justin Timberlake, an urban guy, appropriating rural culture, rural America. Are you going to stand for this?
0: Justin Timberlake's album is called "The Backwoodsman" or whatever. No, it's called. more, more, cultural appropriation. Man in the woods. Man in the woods. Which he says is somehow a tribute to his kid. I guess his kid's name translates into, like, one with the
3: forest or something like that. All nah, right. Know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Take your word for it. Can't he be normal and name his kid Apple or West or something? North. So you got your old Fat, uh, fat Louie. What's his name? Fat Francis? Fat Leonard. Fat Leonard. Fat. That's it. Francis is his actual last name. Fat Leonard who was bribing a bunch of navy guys we were talking about this a little bit earlier essentially he would tell them where all the ships were going to be in return for bribes and such and then they would also cuz you know some of the people were pretty high up you see th- that people
0: people with a lot of important knowledge in our navy which is one of the most important uh military weapons on planet earth or ever has been yeah or ever has been to keep the planet stable right you got people in positions of power giving up secrets for hoes and booze and cash
3: and so fat leonard would uh fat yeah fat leonard um he would give him bunches of money and some of these guys had enough authority that they would decide where the f- boats would dock boy that'd be a lot of authority and then f- fathead there He would overcharge the Navy like crazy in return for the services that Navy ships need when they dock, uh, when they go into port, and everybody kept their mouth shut because everybody was getting paid, so this guy was making zillions of dollars, but this uh, Blue Ridge, which is the flagship of the 7th Fleet there in the Pacific, they consumed or pocketed about a million dollars in gourmet meals, liquor, cash, vacations, airline tickets, tailored suits, Cuban cigars, luxury watches, watches, cases of beef. Designer handbags uh, for the gay ones. No, for, obviously for the women. <laughs> antique, wow. Antique furniture and concert tickets. And reveled in the attention of, and again, this is the phrase of the day, an armada of prostitutes, according to records.
0: So how many hundreds of people would have had to have been aware that this was going on? That we had people in positions of power in our Navy that were willing to trade information for hoes, booze, Purses, etc. It well, have
3: to be a lot of people. This was going on since the 90s, and I think, um, how many people were charged? Was it 15? Yeah, 15 officers and one enlisted sailor.
0: But over that amount of time, they had to have friends, or there had to be lots of people. Their wives, whoever. There had to be lots of people that knew about this.
3: Yeah, wink and a nod, victimless crime, except for the taxpayers.
0: Uh, well, and well, here's here is who's the victim, is uh, the free world. If our military is not serious... Mm-hmm. And my concern would be that these are people, and I think this is this might be true of all of America. Whether you're talking about the guy in Hawaii who 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 effed up the North Korea missile coming in, and yeah. it turns out he's completely incompetent and has been for a decade, but they kept him around. We've all got this belief that we're so far superior to everyone else on the planet, we'll be fine. We're 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 just so much bigger and badder. Then everybody else will be fine, you know. If you like sports analogies with war, this happens with teams that think they can walk over everybody all the time, and then they get beat by the young, hungry upstarts. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when it happens in war, it's a really big deal. And um, and and it, the, our secret service, you know, consort with whores and not taking their job serious. We just have such a, I think, an air of in, invincibility about us. And all of us are at various levels. We don't have to take any of this stuff seriously about discipline or any of those kind of things. Because we're just, we're so important and so big and tough.
3: Right. We're pursuing the last uh, percentage of enlightenment and satisfaction and pleasure.
0: And the reason right. I was thinking about this is I'm reading this book called The Maseke Diaries, which I'd never heard of in my life, but it was recommended by some historian I like. And it's uh, the Soviet Union's ambassador to England lived in London in the 30s, and he kept a diary. Hmm. Even though that would have gotten him killed by Stalin, he kept a diary, a really detailed diary. Interesting. And so far, it's really, really interesting. Hmm. And so you got the whole buildup of what's going on in you know, the lead-up to World War II. And, and he's he's watching it from all different sides and talking to the particulars and, and can't believe that the English don't understand that, that Hitler is going to be a threat down the line and what Stalin thinks about it and what Churchill thinks about it. And it's all really interesting wow. starting in the really early 30s. Sounds knockout good. It's, it's pretty damn interesting. But here's what stood out to me. The the, the new Soviet fleet, because the Soviet Union was pretty new at that point, and the Soviet, one of their, their biggest boat. Comes to England for some sort of show of uh, of friendship between the Soviets and England, and uh, and all the other powers are coming too. France is bringing their big boat, Spain's bringing their big boat, the English have their big boat, and um, and and the Soviet Union is bringing their big boat. And so they set up as they always had these temporary jails. They're near the port, because when all the sailors come to town, this is the way it always works. They go out in the town, they drink, they get in fights, they pick up hoes, and we have to throw all these people in jail, and it's an international incident, and we know it's going to happen. It's like San Francisco at Fleet Week, or L.A., or whoever. Or Philadelphia for an Eagles game. Yeah, same sort of thing. Yeah. So it came, and it happened, and Churchill himself remarked, there wasn't one single Soviet sailor that we put in jail. Wow. Not one. All the other um, uh, people, they did their usual thing. Got drunk, this and that, disorderly, all that sort of stuff. Not the Soviets. They didn't do that at all. He was amazed at their order and their seriousness hmm. about their military and how far behind they were as the Brits and everybody else of having th- you know, having the sort of discipline that you need if you ever actually get into a battle. Hmm. And the, the fact that they were able to park their ship so quickly, I mean, they just their discipline. And that sort of stuff means something. Oh, yeah. Absolutely means something. That you have control top to bottom of your people, and they and they think it's important to follow orders and follow the law and follow the rules and that sort of stuff
3: for I, whatever reason, whether yeah. it be pride or or fear or whatever. Well, when the s hits the fan, it's going to make a difference. Well, it, lives are lost, yeah, and uh, or, or, or nations are lost. And
0: I just feel like you know we've had so many stories over the years of us not being there. Mm. Not being there, we think, oh, you know, I'll take some cigars, and it doesn't matter where the fleet shows up, I'll take some money, some hoes, have a party, whatever, protecting the president, whatever it is, they just don't take it seriously.
3: Mm. I'll take this serious stuff seriously, they're thinking. When the time
0: comes. Right, sure. Doesn't work that way, though.
3: Well, and then you have those situations, those horrible situations, where a number of sailors died in those collisions that recently were investigated and disclosed to be just flaming uh, incompetence and and uh, kind of a, a brand of apathy.
0: Yeah, there's a reason the military, you know, they make a big deal about how you make your bed and it's got to be a certain way. It's not because the making of the bed a certain way is going to help you win a war. It's all about discipline mm-hmm. and order and and following rules because when the crunch time comes, that's important. Militaries have proven that over thousands of years. But, I just I just worry that we're not there. And when the when we actually get to crunch time, we're not going to be near the. Uh, lone superpower military that we all think we are. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm wrong, but...
3: You know, one thing... uh, You know, my political beliefs are all over the map, but one thing I'm, like, a super conservative about is uh, military readiness and not using the military as a social experiment, which the Democrat Party in particular is really enthusiastic about. If, for instance, I don't know, the aircraft carrier force were to say... And they haven't, because it's different. But we can't... uh, Well, it's was a subservice. Was resistant to the idea of women on the submarines. They said this will affect readiness. This will affect discipline. This is not good for our mission of killing people and breaking stuff. And Congress said, we don't care. This is equality. This is important. This is the modern era. And if the... Enlisted guys and the officers see example of after example where military readiness is compromised for one thing, then another thing, then another thing. They start to think it's not so important. Sure. That's
0: not a shock. Sure. Of course. That makes sense. A lot of people texting, what's the name of that book you're reading, Jack? As always, Moby Dick. Moby Dick. It's Moby Dick. <laughs> Check it out of your local library. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.